my great joy to introduce to you the three musketeers hailing from the land of remote work. We have Marissa, career coach and queen of all. We have Jeff, our sassy SEO shaman. And we have Diego, who has spent his 20s building a community of remote working lunatics. Sure, these folks are going to be the people that will get you beach commute ready. And they'll do it in the most exciting way possible. So, happy listening. Welcome, everybody, to the Digital Nomad Podcast brought to you by Beach Commute. Got Jeff and Marissa here again today, and we are going to talk about the five reasons you're not getting an interview for a remote job. But before we do that, let's do a check-in. Where are we? Marissa, where are you? How are you? Yes, I'm great today. I am back in the States at the moment, maybe for a little while. You guys might actually get me here for a little while. So sorry if it's not as exciting as my last months of travel. So I'm just going to even skip talking about that because, Jeff, you are in a really exciting place that Diego and I have been so excited for you to get to for a long time. It's one of Diego's top favorite places. He and I were both there in 2021, I think. So tell us where you are and how you're liking it. I am in Antigua, Guatemala. And it is a top Diego place. I don't believe we've gotten tears out of him yet. I think that's what, (laughs) that's the bar, right? Because we know in Colombia, he tears come out when he goes to the Valle de Cocoras. So if we can get to that point, we know, maybe that'll be a podcast. Diego's tears locations. When you said tears, I was thinking T-I-E-R, like tier one, tier two, tier three. You meant tears places where he, where he pouring out of his eyes. Tears yeah. of joy from tears of joy. trees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe he's had tears of joy for the coffee there. I don't know. <laughs> so I probably, you ask how it is, I'm probably going to lead with that. Like first off, Guatemala is known for its coffee. Yeah. And me and Diego love our coffee, but I didn't realize how seriously I'm going to take it. Like every one of these coffee shops specialty coffee prepared in awesome ways so it's it's everything that i would come to expect and more yesterday we went to three different coffee shops in the morning before noon <laughs> on like day one of being in Guatemala. day two i mean two good reasons for that one you got to find a good place to work like we've talked this about over and over again in all Just of these podcasts you have to do your research right off the bat you got to figure out where you can work from and I've, I've actually got a sheet with all my criteria. We should probably share some of these things. I've got a sheet. You have a sheet about your criteria of coffee shops? I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This is relevant. A lot of it has to do with being a digital nomad. I've got columns, uh, name, the internet quality, the coffee quality, the chair comfort, the noise level, <laughs> the pl- outlets, location for outlets, and then any other... Any other notes? This Um, is like a checklist to download. (laughs) Kind of do. That is. is Wait, you said the name. Does it bother you if it's like not a good name? No, 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 no. Don't. This name is not up to my criteria. (laughs) It's not cute and clever. They've got well, yeah, actually, extra points for that. There's one fat (laughs) fat cat cafe. Is it's a terrible cafe to work from. It was like the noisiest place in the world. There's another one, and cafe. I feel just like, like that was one of Thomas's thing? favorite. Oh yeah, the fat cat. I remember saying I would always walk past Fat Cat Cafe when I was there, yeah. and there was always friends who were in there working. Maybe yeah. the coffee was just so good that they <laughs> gave it a shot. I don't know. Coffee's great, impossible to work from. So, and we got to a place and cafe is a little ampersand, and it's right on the right on the square there. Uh-huh. And I knew it. The internet. I mean, the coffee was great. The chairs were super comfortable. Had a nice view. There was no noise whatsoever. There's plugs everywhere. I sat down and connected. I said, "There's 
we got four out of five. There's no way that we're going to hit five out of five. And then sure enough, like the internet sucked. We couldn't have five. <laughs> can't, can't have it all. Can't you, have you, it all. Yeah. <laughs> especially when you go to these little small towns in Latin America, it's like, usually it's going to be something. Usually it's going to be noise or it's going to be bad internet. And especially in Guatemala, it's not known. Yeah. It's not known for its internet here. Like, no. I was warned that before I came here. I had to do. Yeah. All the speed checks that we talked about with the Airbnb host already had him switch me over to his mom's Wi-Fi. <laughs> which is, yes, it's great. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm, oh yeah, I'm, I'm rocking and rolling here. Yeah, you I've are. Fo- followed all Podcast my own advice quality. and and created a spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Wow, Jet, you're like buzzing right now. I feel like you've got great energy. Antigua is is doing well for you. So it's good. It's doing well. Yes, for me. Yeah. exciting. Exciting, exciting. So, yeah, that's Antigua. It's only one day in, so we've got a lot of stuff to do. Before the call, everybody, Marissa told me about a hobbit town that I need to go to. <laughs> for yes. Lord of the Rings fans out there, 100% going there on Saturday. I can't wait to hear what you think. Yeah, it's called Hobbit Tenango. I never can say it. It's like, has it in the name? So you can't. You can't not go to that. So yeah, there's there's so much to do. I was just asking Jeff what weekend trips he was gonna do while he was there. So this weekend you're staying in Antigua, and I was just naming off a bunch. There's I feel like there's four or five, six. Like there, even if you stayed in Antigua for the whole month, I feel like you still wouldn't have time to do all the things just there without going mm-hmm. to like a Tetlan. There's like a beach nearby. Really? There's the volcano hike. Like there's a lot to do. So. You yeah. don't have to do it all, but like there is, there are a lot of things to do. So yeah, everything's so close too. The little Hobbit town is like twenty five minutes away. 100% yeah, everything's like a twenty thirty minute drive of of the short little kind of day trips. There's lots of little day things you can do mm. from there. There's like okay. coffee farms and there's all I sorts have to of do things. that. Diego yeah. would would write me out of his will. Exactly. If the I didn't go said, to the coffee yeah. farm. The one he's, he said one in our in our WhatsApp group that I said this place is good for brunch too. It's a cute little farm. So yes. There's a problem. There's a place right next to me that has bottomless mimosas for like 15 bucks on Saturday. So I don't know. I think like, you should start there and then go to Hobbit And then go Town. to Hobbit Town? Yeah, okay. Maybe that's I a good one to punch. That's pretty good. That sounds like a good Saturday for you, Jeff. <laughs> I love There is a problem and it is $15 mimosas next to you. <laughs> my only weakness. The problem is not Wi-Fi. It is, it is mimosas. All right. So with that, Jeff, let's get into it. So the reason we're recording this episode today, again, the five reasons you might not be getting an interview for those remote jobs that you are Seeking so that you can go to, you know, the Hobbit Town and drink mimosas like Jeff or be wherever you want to be in the world. We've had a lot of people write into us and say, you know, I'm applying to these jobs. You guys are sending those remote jobs. I'm not getting an interview, right? This is where a lot of people fall short. This is what we teach really in depth inside of our Go Remote Employment course. Um, but today we're going to just go kind of give a little step-by-step process of some places you might be going wrong, give you the five steps. We're actually hosting a masterclass. So if you're listening to this live, maybe you're listening to this a year from now, we'll probably have a recording of it maybe in the future, who knows. But at the moment, May 18th, we are going to do a masterclass. It will be a paid one and it's three-step process to get an interview for your dream job. And inside, I'm going to teach, we're trying to find a good word for it, of like this like three-step process, but like in depth of like actually what you need to do. So we're going to go into it more in detail at the end, but just put that on your radar for now. And Jeff, are you ready? We're going to hop into the, maybe the five reasons now. Uh, yeah. So just to give people a little bit of background on why are we talking about this? It's because we've kind of lived and breathed this the last 10 years. Marissa, you've been a career coach for, <laughs> I don't know how forever at this point I've been <laughs> hiring as a marketer for the past 10 plus years. So we've yeah. seen, 
I think we've learned a lot of these these five tips because we've seen a lot of things that people have done wrong. So, like, what we're going to do is we're going to identify things that are going wrong and help you stand out based on everything that we've known about, like, coaching people and everything that I've known about actually hiring people and seeing those 200, 300 applications come in. And, like, we're just going to show you how to stand out from the rest of the crowd. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So with that a little preamble aside, <laughs> let's talk about the first reason why you're not getting an interview for a remote job. Um, yes. So which one, what are you seeing at the top of the list? Go wrong. All right. I'm going to kind of go in order. I wouldn't say uh, these aren't in order of most important to least important. These are kind of the order of in which you need to be doing things is, is the way I sort of laid yeah, this out for what it's worth. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I actually think number five is is the absolute most, most, most important. So we'll, we'll talk about that. In Hang moment. in there so, to number five. I know some people typically don't listen to the full podcast. Listen to this whole thing. If this is important to you, make it through or skip ahead, whatever. Get to number five. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. So true. It's not like we're trying to hold you hostage to do it all. Um, because again, are just in order of, of the, the order of the steps you need to take. So number one, um, if you are following the order, if you listen to this whole thing is to get crystal clear on the job you want to do. So I was just speaking to someone yesterday coaching who is like, I, she, I think she told me, she said, I'm literally applying to a job every single day. And I was like, what? So we'll get to that in just a second. But she was talking about a lot of the jobs that we send out in our remote travel jobs daily membership. We'll, we'll link to that as well. I forget, do we have a simple link to that, Jeff? I forget. Yeah, it's uh, beachcommute.com backslash remote jobs. Thank you. I forgot that one. So yeah, check that out. That's where we send two remote jobs. Um, those are pretty entry-level jobs that we send out um, Monday through Friday. So anyway, I was a member of that, and she's basically applying to all of the ones that come through. And while it's wonderful because we send those out because you can, what I said is you need to get crystal clear. Like You shouldn't be applying to every single one of those because there's such a variety of them, which tells me you don't know exactly what you want to be doing in the first place. So some people do know exactly, if, if you, if this is you, you know, skip ahead to number two. But if not, this is one of the things that's honestly like my greatest joy in helping people figure out is getting clear, whether it's remote or not, just like, what do you genuinely want to do? And number two through five are going to be clear on, it's going to build on this of why it's so important to get clear on it. But again, if you don't know what you want to do, and just a hint, like your, your resume is going to be off, you're going to be applying to too many jobs, you're not going to be focused, no one's going to be able to like look at you and say, oh, I, I know what Marissa does, I want to hire her, I know, oh, this is Jeff's specialty, like I, I know I want to hire him for this, right? So for a variety of reasons, which we'll build on now, it's so important. Uh, one thing that you may be doing wrong is like, you're just uh, applying to a variety of all different jobs. So you're not clear on exactly what you want to do. And um, if you are hearing this and you're thinking like, uh, yes, hello, that's me. I'm not sure. Like there's maybe, uh, maybe there's 30 things I want to do, or maybe like I, you feel like you have zero skills and you have no idea what you're even qualified. You feel like zero things are possible for you. You're not clear on what you want to apply to. Uh, we do have a masterclass on that one. If you go to beachcommute.com slash job clarity, this might be a great place for you to start. And in this, I teach, I have a really specific five-step process that I go through with every one of my one-on-one clients. It's one of my favorite things to do. And by the end of it, you'll be super clear on like, yes, this is the job I want to do. These are the companies I want to work for. And this is, you know, I know who I am and what I want to do. <laughs> so if that's you, beachcommute.com slash job clarity might be a good resource. But Jeff, any questions or thoughts on that before we move to number two? How does it impact I, I, the employer isn't going to know how many jobs you're applying to? So is this yes. more of a tip for 
the actual person that's applying for our audience just so that they have a good mindset or they have a clear picture on their direction? Yeah, it's a little bit of both, honestly. So the the employer doesn't necessarily care. Like if you came to me and you were like, Marissa, I can do, let's say I was looking to hire someone. You're like, I can do five things, but you're hiring for this. I can do this one thing for you. And I thought you could do it well. I wouldn't care that you could do, you know, a hundred different things. So it's not that the employer thinks like this person must only do one thing and one thing only, but it's almost like the, the symptoms of not knowing is that your resume doesn't look right to them. It doesn't feel clear when they're going through job applications, why they should hire you. You try to apply to too many different things and you don't spend Super your time unfocused. on different things. Yeah. So because it's so scattered, like you don't even get the option to interview with people because you're not chosen for a variety of reasons. So this actually leads into number two well, which is, I'm, I'm going to build on what you just asked there, but I want to do it under this, this kind of the, the guise of number two, which is you really need to tailor your resume for specific roles that you're applying to. So to your question, Jeff, like if someone doesn't know what they want, their resume is going to be all over. And so let's say you're hiring for an SEO job and my resume doesn't really say anything about SEO because I don't know if it's that or maybe there's like one little bullet for SEO, but there's 500 other things. When I go to apply to you, you might scan that or, you know, if I write a cover or whatever and be like, this person doesn't have anything, you know, there's this tiny little bit of SEO, but like they, they don't really know they don't seem like they really want to do SEO, right? So why would you hire them? So there's a sort of, there's the marketing phrase that I love, which is when you talk to everyone, you talk to no one. And that goes the same with your job search as well. When you're like, hi, I'm here, I can do anything. You're not going to be relevant to anyone unless, I mean, it's very rare that someone's just looking for like just any, you know, living body that can do anything. You know what? Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's kind of what you're doing. If you're just sending out a resume that has your information, it's, it's basically presuming somebody's going to read through that entire thing and then yes. apply your skills to the job as opposed to you selling yourself and making it like already pre-chewed for them, which is kind of what yeah, you're trying to do. Exactly. That's a really great way to put it. And again, maybe you are someone who could do a zillion things and maybe your background, you've done a lot of things, but for that resume, and so when you're clear on what you want and you can tailor your resume, I could have the same job. So actually I wanna use this as an example. I remember when I was back in college, this is when I became super interested in, you know, we had a career center that I worked for. I've been doing this since I was like, you know, 19 years old without even knowing why and what I loved so much. But, and so I I studied business undergrad and people basically, um, it was a really intense, Competitive program and people either went into marketing, consulting, accounting, or finance. And within that, there was usually there was a handful of people who were like the really intense people who were applying to both finance and accounting jobs. And it was double the work for them. So when I say that, I remember really specifically the career center saying, you need to have your resume for your finance jobs that you're applying to. And then you need to have your resume for your consulting jobs that you're applying to. You have to prepare for your interviews and learn everything you need to learn about finance interviews. And you need to learn everything to prepare for consulting questions. So that's one example when someone was just saying, there's two things I want to apply to. This was really simple, you know, back in college, but you had to tailor everything specifically to those roles that you were applying to. So that's just a a real black and white example, but the same goes for what you're doing in the world now, which is, again, if, if you say, Marissa, I just can't choose... I think I'll help you choose, but let's just say for, for example's sake, there's like, there's two things I just really want to apply to both. I would say build a resume for one and build a resume for two. And it's going to take you twice as, you know, you're, you're going to be either spending twice as much time 
or have half of a chance of getting a job because you can't spend as much good quality time on, on both. So when I say tell your resume for a specific role, um, so we teach insider government employment course, we teach this really specifically. Um, I think I will probably do a specific masterclass on this one coming up soon and, and offer some more resume support. But in the meantime, just know like if you were to look at a job description, just one quick tip, I can't speak, and this is just like the tip of the iceberg, would be like go and look at a couple, let's say you wanna be a project manager. Go look at a couple project manager jobs and see like what are the words they're using over and over again? Like what are the words that are the same across all of them? What are the same kind of skills that everyone's asking for? Your resume should be tailored to that, right? So that's just one quick example of something you can do. Everyone who sends me resumes, I'm like, I've always got a lot of a lot of tips, a lot of things to change. But I would say that's like the top one. So you sh- it should be really clear, as Jeff said, like don't make the employer you know sift through and search through because they only look at these for a couple seconds if it's not super you know specific. So if everything on there is like product manager, this knows exactly like make it easy for them to be like, yes, this person is a fit. So any thoughts, Jeff, as I put out number two there? Yeah, I think some people might be a little bit confused about, well, my resume should just include the jobs and the things that I did in my job. So what you're talking about specifically is changing the verbiage of the things that you're doing and the skills that you had at that job, right? Yeah, exactly. So when I think back to my own jobs, when I worked at Pepsi or whatever job you're doing, I always think like there was a hundred things I was doing in that role, right? So think about the roles that you have. We have, you know, maybe three to five bullet points that someone puts for each, you know, on your resume for each of those jobs. Think about all the different things you can put. So if I'm applying, let's say I'm taking my job at I don't know, let's say it was when I worked at Pepsi and now I'm like, I want to become a copywriter, right? I might be to say, oh, I helped with the copy for all of our social media posts. Um, Each day I wrote up these emails for blah, blah, blah. I would really highlight writing jobs. Even if that was only 5% of the work I was doing, I would make it, I would put it as like 100% of the stuff under that role versus... If I was applying to be a project manager, I would be like, I manage the launch of this big, you know, um, product campaign. I manage um, 20 different people for, you know, X, Y, and Z event that we did, right? So same job, totally different skills that I'm highlighting there. And, and people really don't think about this. They're just like, these are all the things I did. This is what I'm most proud of. But like, I don't care what you're most proud of. I don't even care what you spend 90% of your time on. I want it to be focused, like pull out those weird little mm-hmm. things that you did for the job that you're now applying to. And make that 100% of your description. Yeah. What's relevant. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of nuance of like what to say. There's there's like, you know, things that people always mess up. Their you know, resumes are always too long. Like there's, there's so much that goes into it, but I think that's a great place to start. We're going to take a quick pause right there to tell you about our remote travel jobs daily. Are you currently looking for a job that's going to allow you to become a digital nomad and work and travel around the world? We've got exactly what you're looking for. Every week, as part of our free plan, we handpick two jobs that are perfect for becoming a digital nomad that allow you to work and travel around the world while you're doing it. That's two jobs per week for free. We also have a premium plan in which we send out two hand-picked jobs that are also perfect for becoming a digital nomad every single day, Monday through Friday. So that's 40 hand-picked jobs by us that are ideal for becoming a digital nomad. So make sure you take a look at these two plans. It is 
beachcommute.com slash travel jobs. That's beachcommute.com backslash travel jobs. All the details will be there. Let's jump into the third one. And this is Marissa's list, so I'm going to ask questions just just <laughs> yes. like uh, our audience would probably ask questions. And you've got on your list applying to too many jobs. Yes. So this would be, what, like a shotgun approach where you're just kind of shooting at anything that goes by and yeah. hoping that, yeah. So what's wrong with that? Yes. Yeah, so Wouldn't you, you about... increase your odds? Yes. So this is like the perplexity of this topic, which is so many people assume, and I totally understand why, that Jeff said the shotgun approach. So imagine that you have like a, a target and you have a shotgun and, or it's like, a, this is such a sensitive subject. There was a shooting in Atlanta, like three blocks from where I was yesterday. So I- We'll I, use a I, different I, analogy then. Maybe let's a different one, it. but like the, whatever it is. Like, let's say you're like, all right, I'm going to throw, let's say throw spaghetti at the wall, right? Like take a thing of a hundred pieces of spaghetti and you throw it against a wall being like, something must stick, right? So it just kind of goes everywhere. Theoretically, that's like- People assume if I just apply to 100 jobs, like my my odds have dramatically increased. Someone is bound to hire me, and I think people feel more frustrated because because it almost feels feels mentally like it feels like a deep hurt when you're like I'm now I'm not I'm clearly not qualified for anyone. If I apply to 100 jobs and not one person is you know trying to hire me, like that hurts my self esteem. It makes me not want to apply to other jobs. I take it personally. I think I'm useless and no one will ever hire me again, right? Um, and this is what we see. This is what I see. I'm sure you've seen it with so many clients who come to me, with so many, you know, beach commuters who come to us for, you know, when they first join and come to us for help. And the weird, I can't think of the word that I'm looking for, but the, the what's it called? Like the, oh man, I'm, I'm blanking on my words today. What you think is the case is not, right? So when you actually say, okay, I'm not going to apply to 100 jobs. Instead, I'm going to be, imagine instead you have that target and you're like a, um, what's it called with the bow and arrow? <laughs> An archer, right? Where you're like, I'm gonna have one thing, I'm gonna be super specific and look at this target and I'm gonna let it go mm-hmm. and like or I'm gonna take, you know, three to five shots and and I'm gonna get it. So when you take your time, you look at three to five, maybe six to seven companies max at a time. Like seven's really pushing it for me, but I'll I'll let you maybe. You can do so much more. Um, we'll talk about research and all of that, but basically your chances are better because you're you're gonna be like we said, you're gonna be tailored to what you're looking for. Your resume is gonna be specific. You're going to be doing research on that specific company. You're going to be taking your time to apply to each of those jobs well, instead of, you know, if I'm applying to a hundred jobs in a month, like maybe if that's all you're doing day in and day out every single day, maybe, maybe in a month you'd have time to do that. But if you're like most people, you probably already have a job or you have other, you know, things that you're doing in life. You have to work out. You have to cook food for yourself. You maybe have a family, maybe have kids, maybe you're taking care of a family member, who knows? Um, So if you don't have 24 hours in a day to be doing this, let's say you have one hour a day, I want you to be spending that one hour really thoughtfully applying to specific jobs. And it might take you more than that one hour. So it might take you three days to really complete an awesome res- or sorry, an awesome application. And I'm going to talk about the fourth step is an important part. But any questions here, Jeff, if this is number three? Yeah, I, th- I think it part of the problem that people might be having with this is that when you apply to a lot more, it's it's easier on one yes. hand. Yes, yes. It's a lot easier to do that, but it also feels more productive. Yeah. So it feels like you've done, you've accomplished more. So when you, 
put down your you know you close your laptop and you know wring your hands and be like okay <laughs> I did I did a hundred today that yeah. feels really really it feels a lot better than doing five yeah and doing them really really in depth but I think we need to dispel this because it's not actually true it's yeah. like yeah maybe, maybe we could walk through a mindset that makes it feel better that it feels like it's actually more productive to do five than 10 or five than a hundred. However, it's actually, you can do a hundred. Like some of these LinkedIn ones, the easy apply, that's probably the worst thing you can do is just hit that easy apply and then forget it because so are they. So what's a different approach that people could take in their minds to thinking, yes, I actually am being productive and I'm actually using my time in a more effective way. Yeah, I think with everything, it's rewriting those stories, right? So with everything I do in coaching and anything in our lives, it's the stories we tell ourselves. So if your story is like you're, it's the surface level. It's almost, um, if I think about like Instagram followers, right? It's that vanity metric that you're talking about. So someone might feel better because they have 100,000 followers, but maybe... 10 people are seeing each of their posts and engaging. So theoretically, Mm -hmm. it's like, look, I'm doing so good. I'm doing all the things. I've got all these followers. But the person who maybe has 100 followers who are so engaged and love them and interact, like that person's going to do better in that business, right? So the same goes with this, where it's that vanity metric where you're like, check, I feel good. I've done 100 applications today. Yes, I can Mm -hmm. go to sleep. I can sleep well thinking this. Um, But it's just rewriting that story to say, I would rather, like, take take Marissa and Jeff's word for advice. Take our, what's the word? (laughs) My phrases are all messed up to Jeff. You're all over the place. I'm all over the place. Um, You should be well into your groove. It's, what, 11 o'clock? You should be rocking and rolling. it's too early in the morning. If this is 5 p.m., I'd be rocking and rolling. It's it's still too early for this brain to work well. (laughs) We haven't hit our podcasting sweet spot where we're Uh, both firing. I don't know. I don't know if... I don't know if there's a magic time when that happens. Uh, Maybe not. Different time zones, but this is your prime time, not mine. (laughs) But regardless, I just, yeah, if you can change your story and maybe it's like an affirmation, maybe write this out if you're feeling this, where if if you're feeling insufficient for applying to one job and, you know, a three to five day time span, I want you to take a piece of paper and write down, my time is better spent applying to one job well than to a hundred jobs quickly. You know, Mm. maybe just make that your new story. And I can relate to this. Even I remember when I started my own journey as an entrepreneur, um, I was so trained. So in in my time in a corporate career, most people, I was really judged for just like doing a lot of tasks, even if they didn't really make a difference. And I remember when I started working for myself saying like, I could do, you know, I'll feel better if I do a checklist of these 100 little tasks that are meaningless. But if I just spent you know, three hours doing this one important thing that I probably don't really want to do, it's going to move the needle more. And so it's, yeah, no matter which, hopefully one of these analogies is sticking with you, but basically the thought is like, as Jeff said, and it's a really good point. I'm so glad that you brought it up. Is like, you might feel more productive and feel better applying to these 100 different, you know, jobs, but you're going to have more chances of getting in when it's clear that like you've, you've spent the time and you've done it well. And Jeff, maybe just talk, if you can give, whether it's a specific example or just sort of like your anecdotal stories, if you could think about your time hiring, is there ever a time that you could see like the difference when an application came into you? Could you tell that someone like just clearly submitted real quickly versus like someone who clearly took their time and maybe what's like just kind of a a high level, anything that stood out that made you be able to tell that? 
It, it's almost always two things. One, the one we just touched on, it doesn't have the tailored resume. Mm-hmm. Like that, that automatically right. sticks out as I'm just firing out my resume to anything that'll stick. Right. And, that, and that also goes for like a cover letter too. Yep. If there's not a tailored cover letter, there should be one of those too. But also, and probably the second most important thing, I'm just looking through this list. I think probably the second most important thing to me on this list is what we're going to talk about next. So let's, yeah, let's why don't we just one. segue into that? Because it is really important to me and it's it's actually yeah. a deal breaker. I won't, <laughs> even, I won't even take an interview with people unless they cover it. Yeah. Um, and that's that's not researching the company. Yes. And what what do we mean by not researching the company? How much do you need to know about a company when you apply to it? Quite a bit, I would say. I think yeah. you should know. I think you should know a few things. I think you should know generally what the company is all about. You should know what do they do. What do they sell? There's always almost always an about us page. You should learn who the people are, what their values are, all that kind of stuff. And then the second part of it is you should know a lot about that role, right? So whatever that, whatever they're hiring, you should start to research into what exactly would I be doing in the context of that company? So if it's a project manager, but is it just a project manager for some, a doctor's office or is it a project manager for a marketing company? Because that's going to completely change the context of the conversation. So you you should be doing both of those things, really, really getting an understanding of everything about the company and then contextualizing it in the role that you're applying for. So what am I going to be doing for this company? And then eventually we're going to talk about how do I express how I can help in this role in the context of that company? Yeah. I love that. So just to like, yeah, put it into the simple terms again for number four is, is deeply research three to five, the three to five companies that you're applying to. So as Jeff said, if you're just spitting off, you know, the a hundred different job applications with a resume, that's not clear and all of that. And you just submit a cover letter that clearly could be sent to any different company. It's so clear on the receiving end that like you're, even if, even if you, here's the, the thing that sucks. It's like, you could be the most perfect person for that role but they're not going to see that. So as Jeff said, it's so important. Like I tell my clients sometimes to spend, you know, one, two, three hours, literally just online researching companies. And that could mean you're going on their social media accounts. You're seeing if there was any, you know, have they done any podcast interviews? Has, have there been articles written about them? What are, what is their about page? Like what is their mission? You really want to know everything about that company And when you then go to submit that cover letter and that, you know, in your application, or maybe they're asking specific questions, it's really going to come through that you like care about this company. And just to give a quick example, so Sydney, if you're listening, Sydney works for us, is amazing. And there was a role, we hired her, we weren't even looking to hire because she wrote (laughs) such, you know, she basically tailored this, this approach to us that was so specific to you know, she'd been listening to our podcast. She lived this lifestyle and she, as Jeff said, she offered value of what she, you know, she, she knew things that she could help with and that sort of thing. So we could not hire her literally the way, she, <laughs> the way that she approached this. We yeah. could not hire her. Yeah. She made herself not unhirable. <laughs> exactly. We love you, Sydney. So anyway, um, all of that said is, is when you really research those companies, it becomes so, so, so clear. And I think about this. So at some point, like m- many, many years ago, I also used to have a business helping people with college applications. 
And I used to say the same thing. There's an, there was an essay that you have to write for college applications. And it basically is like, basically the college is saying, why do you want to come to our school? Right. Oh, and I would I tell people, those. yeah, they were yeah. terrible, but, um, oh, that's so it's, right. it's yeah, exactly. And so I would tell <laughs> people memories. like, you've got to research that college. And it's not just about you and what you want. It's like, this is why you as a college are so amazing. You've got the best professors and you've got this program that I just can't wait to do in this class and in this group I'm excited to join. So it's really like buffing up their egos. That's not <laughs> puffing. I was like buffing, puffing up their egos, right? So you want to do the same as you're researching these companies to be like, you know, let's say I'm applying to some uh, doctor's office, like, cause I don't know, Jeff just said that, right? To be like, hey, this doctor's office, you guys seem amazing. I've talked to these employees here and they sound like everyone is so friendly. The research you're doing or the type of clients that you're seeing or the way you put your clients first, you know, whatever it is, like you want it to be so clear that you've done your homework on that company. Yeah, there's a whole lot more I could go into this about like what to research and what to say, but that's that's really top line of the why behind it. Any other thoughts on this one, Jeff, before we go to number five? Yeah, I'm just going to give the audience five quick bullets on where you can research these companies. The okay. easiest way to do it, the website, go to the About Us page, number yep. one. Number two, go to the products and service pages. You really have to know what they're selling. Like I, I wouldn't even consider somebody if they didn't know <laughs> why we made money, how we made money. Yeah. Super, super important. Just look through the product service pages. You don't need to know every single detail about it, but get an idea of what they're selling. I would read through a couple blogs. I think it might be a little overkill, but I would want to get a sense of what do they write about? Yeah. Uh, what are the topics? And with that, you'll probably get a sense of like, what's the voice of the company that usually comes through in the blog. So you can get a, yeah. a sense of the tone. You can get a sense of maybe the culture. Is it like, if it's a law firm, you're probably going to see super, super formal types of writing. And all right, maybe that's how I need to present uh, my resume. Yeah. Know? If you see, it's like tip. in for like super West coast, like you see pictures <laughs> of the people and their sandals in the office. All right. Maybe you, you dial it back a little bit in your language and you make yourself a little bit more approachable. You'll get yeah, something that out culture of it. You'll get something out of at, the blog is usually where you see that voice come through. Uh, that's number three. Number four, I would start researching and we're going to segue into number five with this, start researching who the people are in the company. So yep. you can look through leadership, Usually there's a leadership page or there's something in the About Us page where you'll start seeing who some of the most important people are at the company. And then lastly, check them out on LinkedIn. You Also, you'll see what kind of content they're sharing. It'll give you a few blurbs on what they sell, who they are, that kind of thing. And you'll get to an idea of who the people are you're supposed to reach out to. So that segues into, Marissa, what have you got for number five? Yeah, so number five, and as we mentioned at the beginning, this is going to be your least favorite thing to do, but it's the most important is speak to real humans at these companies. Nothing replaces that. So just to give you an example of why this is so important, when I, so I, when I worked at Pepsi, uh, I worked and helped with all of our recruiting. So I would go back to college campuses and recruit both undergrad and graduate MBA students to come and you know, do internships and full-time roles at Pepsi. And when we went on campus, and, and this is a little bit different, but you'll you'll understand why it and how it can apply even if you're applying to remote jobs. You know, a bunch of us would, you know, there'd be maybe three or four of us that would go to campus and talk to hundreds of students. And at the end of the day, when we were um, going through and saying, like, who should we choose to like make our, we had a list of like 10 interview spots that we could choose from all the people who were there. 
And we would say, I would, you know, as we're going back and forth together, I'd be like, I talked to this person. They were amazing. Like, I know you might not see it. Their background may not be that impressive. You might not see it here, but I, I spoke to them and I know they'd be a great fit here. They were really intelligent. They asked good questions, blah, blah, blah. Right. So mm-hmm. all of this to say, like, these are the people that we would choose. So when jobs are open, maybe something's hiring now, or maybe you just like, let's say Jeff is hiring. Let's say Jeff's not hiring right now. And I reach out and I have a conversation with Jeff and he's like, Marissa, you're great, whatever. I'm not hiring now, but you know, we'll let you know. And when that job comes up and they're like, who should we hire for this role? Jeff's going to be like, I spoke to, there was this girl. I talked to her two months ago. She was amazing. Uh, we didn't have a job now, but like, we definitely need to consider her for this role. I know she'd be great because we've already had that conversation. He knows me as a real person. And basically you think about your resume or what you're writing, that only goes so far. But when someone has talked to you, they already have vetted you. When companies are hiring, they want to do it as fast and as seamlessly as possible. So it's such a gamble if you're looking at 100 resumes, like who's going to be an actual person that's enjoyable, that fits the culture, that's fun, that's smart, intelligent, you know, on and on and on. But if they've already spoken to you, you can just go right to the top of that list because they know you. They know you'd probably be a good fit. Maybe they have some more Mm. questions just to make sure you fit for that role. But that's the gist of it. I'm going to talk in a second about how you go about doing this. But any, Jeff, just like thoughts or questions on like why that's so important? Uh, and I think you covered it pretty well. It's just that I think people forget that these hiring managers, people that work at companies are trying to get a job from are human beings. You, you <laughs> kind of think that it's this like faceless yeah. corporation and you got to impress this faceless corporation. You really don't. It's, it's really just working with humans and like we operate best when I think you're going to get into this, like people interact with you mm-hmm. first and you get a comfort level with them, you maybe flatter them a little bit, maybe <laughs> impress them a little bit. Not a whole lot more to add to that. So I'm just going to let you keep on rolling. Yeah, cool. So with that, all of this is hard because this part is takes time, right? It takes time to find the people at the companies. It takes time to reach out to them in the appropriate way to know what to say, to research exactly, like, you know, to do all your research about the companies as you write these letters to people to say, can we have a conversation? So all of this said, I guess that's the reason we've kind of covered the five of why it's all so important. Um, if you're curious and want to take a step further with us, this May 18th masterclass um, is going to be for you. So in it, it's a three-step process to get an interview for your dream job. Um, and so through that, you know, you know, we talked about the five kind of top line things, but I'm going to take you in process of like, how do you actually figure out, Jeff kind of talked about this for a second before, but you might go on LinkedIn and maybe there's a hundred people who work at that company. Who do you reach out to, right? You might think it's a certain person. It's not usually at least to start who you think you should reach out to. So we're going to go through like literally who, who do you reach out to when you look at these companies? Step two is how do you find their contact information and not just reach out on LinkedIn where they're not going to say. And then this is one of my favorite things to teach. And it's also really paradoxical of like what you think you should say when you reach out to that person versus like, how do you actually write a message, an email letter, whatever it is to them where they actually want to talk to you. I think this is the absolute most difficult part. If you do this Mm. incorrectly, it's going to be the same. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll teach the expert ways. So you're going to run into the same things. You could write a hundred you know, of these letters. If you do it incorrectly, you're not going to hear back from anyone and your time is going to be wasted. So it's one of my favorite things that I teach to clients and 99% of people do it wrong. Do it backwards of what you think it should be. So these are the things I'm going to teach inside of this masterclass. 
So if you are someone who maybe you've been applying to 100 jobs and maybe you are the person and you're like, yes, that's me. <laughs> I've been submitting all the applications and I'm not hearing anything. Or maybe you're just getting into this and you're ready to start applying. So before you waste your time and you don't hear back, come to this masterclass. It is a life-changing one. I promise like this is what I work on with all my one-on-one clients who end up getting the jobs. It's not always the sexiest. It's not all the things that you want to do, but it's the things that work. So I would say if you are ready to do that, if you're ready to do this the right way and you want to stop wasting your time. So again, it's back to that mindset you talked about, Jeff, of like, you can keep going and applying to a hundred jobs and, and feel good, you know, in your mind, but it's not going to work. Or you can come and do this and, and have it work for you, have, you know, do it correctly and actually get that remote job. So you can start traveling and that's really genuinely our goal. And this has been one I've been wanting to teach this. I feel like I've been telling you this, Jeff, for like six months. I'm like, I really need to do this masterclass. I've been so excited to do it. And now that I'm back in the States and traveling less, um, I've got, I've got the time and the capacity and I'm like super pumped to do it. So any questions, thoughts, Jeff, as we put this out there? No. And some people might be thinking, why not put it in a podcast? Well, this is like, this is a proper course. This is like, yeah. this is a proper class where you need the visual elements. So you're going to get, you know, a presentation on examples of exactly what to do, links yeah. of places to go. So it's, it's really is an immersive type of class that you would need to attend to truly yeah. get, because there's like, we talked about these five things and they are all super important. And hopefully the audience got enough that's going to help them. Yeah. But each one of these is so really involved and it needs yeah. some detail to it. It needs specific examples and almost like a template that people can take with them. That's what, that's what you get out of this course. Yeah. So this, this is just a more involved that. type of thing. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good point. Cause with it, um, I'll go through and I like share my screen and I'm like, let's, we'll go in like, here's a, here's a company. We're going to like, give me a blind one or I'll have some examples. I'm going to actually share my screen as I like go on LinkedIn, show you how to find people, show you how to then find their email addresses. We're gonna provide you actual templates of like word for word, here's the things that you need to say, You know, here's the parts you're gonna to need to tailor, here's the parts you can just take away, we've done the hard work for you. So yeah, it definitely doesn't doesn't fit the podcast template because it's it's so much more involved than that. So I'm really glad you mentioned that because I forgot to say it. <laughs> yeah, ultimately what we want is just for you to all have a really, really high hit rate. So yeah. eliminating the 100 no callbacks rejection <laughs> feeling. We don't want that yes. rejection feeling. We want your hit rate to be much, much, much higher. And we know having done what we've done over the last 10 years each, that there are certain techniques and it's, yeah. it's, there can be some nuance to it. So we're going to take you through everything. So yeah, make sure you join. And again, just, uh, for those of you that weren't at the beginning or forgot, it's uh, beachcommute.com backslash dream job, all one word, dream job. Anything else, Marissa? No, I think that's it. I am uh, super excited to teach it. So if you've been listening for a while, it's also one of my favorite things to get to meet you. My, you know, we'll be there in person. You can be chatting and answering your questions if you're able to do live. Um, we will do it because it's a paid one. We will send out the replay of this if you can't make it live. Um, but if you are, we'd love to meet you and we're super excited. So other than that, also, if this podcast helped you, if you are able to give a follow or like the star reviews that always helps us as well. And if you're ready to just join our email list, check out beachcommute.com slash email. We send out remote job openings each week. But other than that, yeah, beachcommute.com slash dream job. You are ready to sign up and join me. And I'm super excited. So with that, I guess we'll see you next week. Bye.